guys just potting whenever they feel like it. That's right. Look at us just just potting whenever the feeling feels right. Pot about. <sighs> well, this is Pot About Pod, the podcast about making our podcast and what our podcast should be about. I'm Rob and I am joined, as always, by Ryan. Yes, you are. That's right. I'm here. That's right. Other Mike. He's here <laughs> and he's queer, folks. Here, queer, <laughs> do something about it. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh my uh, god. Yeah. So here we are. Where it's been. Uh, we took another week off and now we're back. And you might be thinking to yourself, what is up with this schedule, guys? You go four weeks off, one week on, one week off, one week on. I get it. It's confusing. These are confusing times. (laughs) These are confusing times. Yeah, you may have heard there's a pandemic. That's right. Uh, (laughs) You may have heard that there's a pandemic that's actually coming to an coming to it. Well, it seems like it's kind of coming to an end almost here. Do you get that feeling in the air? You know, uh, recently, some uh, uh, a bunch of people in my family have been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people, so that's it. Definitely feels like we've reached that like hump where it's going yeah. back to normalcy, right? You know, I um, don't know when am I going to be allowed to take get it. I think uh, Joe Biden just said that all adults will be eligible in May. All adults. All adults. Yeah. Really. Okay. That's that's his goal. He wants states to I think well I think okay, I think I take that back. I think he's encouraging states to make that the 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 goal. Okay. I don't think he can actually federally mandate that, but mm-hmm. I think he's kind of pushing uh states to go in that direction. Gotcha. And I know that um for me uh, based on my age if nothing else changes, I'll be eligible in April. April Okay. Yeah. Next and month. Next month. Good for you. Yeah. And then you probably the month after. Cool. Because we're about that that distance and age. Should I be expecting crazy lines? And I don't think so. Mm-hmm. No, probably not. Because it's all by appointment. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But I, if I have to be totally honest, and I'm going to be the, the naysayer do here. It. I'm doing don't it. Don't do it. <laughs> I kind of don't want the the this this whole lifestyle to end. I, I'm I'm actually kind of all right with it. I think it's great. And there's like a few things I would change. Mm-hmm. I would do the be able to do the podcast in person mm-hmm. again. Yes. Which may even be difficult. I mean, you live 30 minutes away, so it's not like there's it's no not even as convenient as this. Yeah, there's no guarantee that that we'll be doing, we'll be doing a ton of potting in person. So that's so funny. I mean, we might like whenever we feel like it, but I think like it's going to be a real effort on, especially your part. To- yeah, no, it's definitely never going to be every week. Uh, yeah, in person. Yeah, no, but it'll. Don't worry, folks. It's going to be in person. Yeah, that's yeah. No, we both we both talk about how much we miss that. So I mean, but that I would change that. I would uh, open movie theaters again. So that I can get the goddamn Black Widow movie once and for all. 
Um, comedy shows. Yeah. That's about it. I, I, I think that's pretty much it. Maybe I, uh, I, I, I do kind of like this whole like dinner to go thing. Um, I like all the delivery options now. Like, yeah. I hope restaurants don't do away with that. I agree. The ones that dude, be- it's it- <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, no, well, the ones the ones that didn't have it before, mm. who adapted. I I hope they keep it. Much nicer restaurants now do it. Right. You that's what, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. No, you can get like premium, good like steakhouse or seafood place food right. delivered to your house. It's awesome. Yeah. It is fantastic. What really sucks is when I'm getting like four weeks of the most readily available food every day. Right. <laughs> and then I go home to my little spot in Connecticut where there's right. two right. thing two restaurants that come up on Uber Eats when I bring up my <laughs> <laughs> It's incredibly depressing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I but, have to actually go outside. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 rough, man. I I, I mean, uh, but like I I actually have really enjoyed all this time with my son. The although the, he also big news for him is he's starting in person school tomorrow. Tomorrow. So it's he's going back to school, and wow. so it's for us it's very real that this is things are changing back. And it, it, there's tangible things like that in our life that are um, sort of just a reminder of like just how weird and for us, we were lucky. I mean, I, I realize I say this and there's so many people who suffered. I understand that. And those are not the people I'm talking about. And I'm not disparaging any of those people. Uh, but I'm saying for me, I was able to work this whole time. I worked from home. That part was awesome. I, I mean, now I do my my job when I started this job was an office job was not supposed to be remote. So at some point they are going to ask me to come back. And oh, I know. So, yeah. And the boss who I had who was really pro remote, he's gone. So the the people that are left are not they're dead they've been going to the office the whole pandemic they they are they love the office they're like no way i don't want to give up the office so <laughs> you know so yeah it's it's been uh it's been uh it's been an interesting it'll be an interesting couple of months and i i for one i'm not really uh i'm not that into giving up a lot of the lifestyle that the pandemic has brought into my life now maybe yeah other people's lives are different and it's there's less welcome you know to keep it but i i'm gonna be the one person who's like not i'm more sad that it's coming to a close i couldn't i i i'd be lying if i didn't agree if i said i didn't agree with you i uh i do i number one though man flights should not be the way they are right now (laughs) that's the number they if it could stay the same way it was where just like that middle seat is never taken up (laughs) and you know you know right we we, each of us can like throw maybe our hoodie there and we you know we look at you like hey do you mind you're like yeah no it's totally cool yeah cool I feel like it brought people closer together, even though it was separating us. Yeah, I know. 
Well, here's one of the things I think about with this too, is like, you think about like, um, like a wealthy person, like an independently wealthy person, right? Think about someone with like, you know, a couple million in the bank. Mm-hmm. They don't need to work. You know, they, this is, this is kind of how the rich live. Yeah. And, and yeah. like, like the, those of us who got, who, who were not, you know, displaced by the pandemic, who maintained our jobs, we got a little taste of the freedom that the wealthy have. Well, and, and we, I'm personally not really looking forward to giving it up. I don't want to go to a fucking office every day. No. Fucking, you think like, I mean, like, all, like, like really wealthy businessy types love the office and they go into work, they're workaholics. But then there's like the fucking, you know, day trader hedge fund types who like, you know, just work from home and they just rake in their money mm-hmm. and they just sort of order pizza and do whatever the fuck they want. Like, you know. <laughs> doesn't matter what they're wearing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I I, I I just feel like so many, there's like a big chunk of the population who did not get totally ravaged by the pandemic, who got a little taste of this freedom. They now look at the office as like as this like rat race. I mean, there's a lot of people who felt that way. And I felt that way before this whole thing. But now. And I was lucky I was able to work remotely before the pandemic. So I was like kind of prepared for it in that sense. But um, now that I'm like at a at, at a precipice of, of of losing it again. There's a I, there's a piece of me. I'm like, I don't want to give it up. I'm not looking forward. I like my coworkers fine, but I don't like need to see them. No, I don't need to. And I don't I mean, it's not that I don't want to, but I just don't need to. And work is work i don't need to have like significant relationships with those people so and isn't it cheaper to not have an office building yeah the overhead's way cheaper yeah why why can't we go to way less overhead and just you know give everybody an extra 50 bucks a month for their internet connection (laughs) you know i mean that that you're right i i agree I actually think that the world is was already skewing that way, but this thing kind of pushed so many industries over the edge. Mm-hmm. With the work I do, where I work in technology, I definitely don't need to be in an office. My none of my coworkers need to be in an office. We we have been the most productive and adaptable team in our entire business working remotely. So, because we're digital, everything we do is already on the cloud it's already on the internet so we don't we don't need to be any one place yeah. there is a little bit of and I'll, I'll throw an officey word out there you do lose a little synergy by mm-hmm. being remote and that's a trade-off it's 100 a trade-off and it, it is a, it is a loss and i've felt the impact of losing synergy amongst the team mm-hmm uh, I think, and it is a negative impact, but I, I, when, when I, when I look at the, 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 the pros and cons, I mean, it's a, to me, it's a fair trade-off. All the other productivity is, is, is better. Yeah. Right now, my whole team works after hours. We work at night. We, 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 we fit in work whenever, when, and when, and wherever we kind of want to. And I mean, whereas, 
before you would only get us till five o'clock and then we'd punch out and we'd leave. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like they're they're actually getting a lot more work out of us. But, you know, they they're they. It, you have to have management and leadership who has um, an understanding and a vision for what mm-hmm. remote can be and what remote does for the company. And if you're like an old school, old style office type, then, you know, you're going to be stuck in old ways. And but I, I mean, I think our kids, I think your kids, uh, you know, I think, you know, um, next couple generations, it's going to be a lot more people are going to be working from home. The idea, sure. The idea of, of going into an office for some of these responsibilities is, is stupid. And and if, if we can't enhance our quality of life um, with the internet and the technology we have, then Mm -hmm. what's the point, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Why have it? You know, the, uh, I, I, for one back, you know, backtrack, I couldn't imagine going to the same building every day. (laughs) <laughs> I know, dude. That blows my mind, and that would make me want to kill myself. For anyone who's listening and feels the same way, like you're not alone, man. Like if I, I've had one job where I had to go to the same building every day, yeah. and I couldn't get out of there fast enough. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's true. Like, I mean, there are some people who thrive in that kind of consistency. That's just you know, it just takes a lot of the mental guesswork out of their life. They just know, okay, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to go to this place every day from these times. I'm going to do my work and then I'm going to come home and then I'm going to be a different person when I get home. And, and, but that, that consistency allows them to, but that's so much of your life. That's the problem with, that's the problem with, with working is, is like, it's like so much of your life is either in an office or you're sleeping. So you're, you're never, you're either unconscious or you're being some like quasi professional version of yourself and you're not actually being yourself only all but like what four hours, five hours after work when like you get home and pass out at 10 o'clock, you know, it's like that's you time four hours. (laughs) Right. I mean, it's just like so much of your life is being this like thing for someone else. When you're in an office and um, I can say this, that when working from home, I've been able to be more of my authentic self in my work in situations. So like my meetings and honestly, it's it's made me more confident being from home in those situations. And I mean, I can be in an in-person meeting and be just as confident, but, you know, it does. There is something a little, I don't know, helpful having the the shield of of the of the remote. The comfort of the home. right? Yeah. The rule just be knowing you're in a different location. Yeah. Yeah. True. (laughs) So. Very true. I, yeah, dude, I couldn't. Because we're all, no matter what your job is, unless you came up with that company. Right. I mean, even for a job, you 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 have a creative job. I bet at certain points you're like, no, I'm a robot today. Yeah, I mean, there. It, well, I mean, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's not so much the, the the monotony of 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 my job. It's the fact that there's a I I me particularly I work at a certain pace, and I have I have moments of downtime and then huge bursts of productivity. 
And that is very unorthodox for a manager to deal with in person. Mm-hmm. Because if a manager finds you in your – I can have like one or two hours of downtime where I really just need that time to clear my head or – just do some shit so it's off of my plate, you know, so it's like off my mental plate. And if you catch me as my boss in that time and I'm on my cell phone doing other shit, you're not going to appreciate it. You know, you're going to be like, what are you doing? You're just sitting on your phone. But they don't understand that, like, in an hour, I'm going to bang out, like, three people's worth of work for the rest of the day, you know, and they don't understand that. And unfortunately, the boss we we just recently lost, he did get that. He understood sort of how people like me and, and, and the type of job that this is, how people in this space work. But, creative process. Yeah. I mean, it's not exclusively creative. I think it's also just like working in, in the digital space and it's like a lot of problem solving. So like sometimes I'll like let's for example, I'll I'll get a situation, let's say on a Thursday, right? And and it's not an emergency situation, but so like a situation crosses my desk and I need to like come up with a solution for it. I might not have a solution for it until Tuesday of next week. Mm-hmm. And I need some time to think about it. I just, mm-hmm. you know, like and, and sometimes I can come up with them faster, sometimes immediately, most of the time, much faster. But there are also probably 30 to 40% of situations might need a little bit of thought. And I just need that time to understand the situation and then step away from it and kind of process it. I learned, uh, this is actually an interesting segue. I actually learned this when I was learning how to ski. And (laughs) when I was a kid (laughs) is, um, when I was learning to ski, um, the the teacher who would bring us up for ski club would say okay you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna learn a bunch today but then over the next week your brain's gonna keep working on that problem and it's gonna it's gonna solve it in your head and then next week you're gonna be a little bit better because your brain spent the last week thinking about it and he explained that like your brain is constantly working on the calculus of different issues and problems and, and, and obstacles. And, and so I've always sort of remembered that. And I, I sort of adopt that with like problem solving in my job. And so I sometimes will get a, a ticket or a, an email and I just can't deal with it right away. I need, I, okay, I get it. I understand it, but I just can't deal with it. I got to think about it for a minute. Yeah. Because because sometimes solutions in my job have many pieces, and so I I have to think about how they all work together. And so, and so it's it, you know it's it, you know so I I I I but to a boss who walks in on you just sort of dicking around on your cell phone <laughs> that just looks like you're not doing anything. Yeah, no. And yeah, I get that. So it's you're 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 you know sometimes you gotta just clear the space you know in the brain it's tough right and also like when it comes to understanding shit like i you know i sometimes you have like a level of understanding where it's like i can repeat back to you what i've been told and that's 
great. That means I understand words and yep. how to say them. But then like the true understanding happens like a month later. I'm like, right. oh, yeah. Oh, that. OK. Like, right. <laughs> you know? Yep. I, well, I, it's a, a, it, that's a, it's like such a natural part of life. Well, right. And, and, and the best managers understand that 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 progression, because, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in any sort of complex job, I'm sure yours and mine and, and other complex jobs, um, when you're a newbie, you know, you, you you haven't seen a lot of situations. And so you don't have a huge backlog of information to draw from. And like you said, so someone can explain something to you and say it to you and you can mm-hmm. remember it and say it to yourself, but you don't until you come across it yourself, actually, and you actually have to connect those words to actions on your own, then you finally get it. Yeah. And you it what really needs to happen is you need time. You need you need experience to have a wide breadth of 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 things come across your plate to where you've seen enough situations to say, okay, I've seen this before. I know how to fix this. Sometimes you get something that you've never seen before. And the thing is, is you can't, no matter how senior you are, you, you don't know everything. Nope. And so you're, you're, you're still always going to come across a new situation. And you're going to have to think about like, okay, how is this going to work with everything else? And, and how is this, how, like, how, what, like, how, how is this going to fit into our production schedule? How is who, like, after I'm done, who takes it from there and what are they going to do with it? Now, what accommodations do I need to make in my part to make sure it's easy for their part? You know, cause you could do things in a real sloppy way that makes it harder for the next person. So you got to think about all this stuff. <clears throat> and to me that. I just need a little bit of space sometimes. And and, and t- for me, that space is just sort of disconnecting from my job and sort of doing my own shit. And yeah. it doesn't mean I'm like not think it's it, I'm not working. It means, though, that I do need to I need I need a little separation because my brain needs to process things in the background, not the yeah. foreground, because in the foreground, it may not it may not happen right away. So and when you're when you're at home. When you're remote, like you, you oh, have you, no fear of when to put that time in. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, then it becomes more of a time management thing and making sure you're hitting your deadlines. Yeah. And 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 so that's the thing where I've always been able to always hit my deadlines. So I'm not I'm never worried that it's not gonna get done. Yeah. So I you know, but but managers just like to see you sort of being busy and they don't really even care what you're doing as long as it looks busy. And that's, you know, that's a bad manager in my opinion. That's that's always been very weird to me. Like you have to just have the appearance of a worker. Right. Like this is a factory job. Yeah. (laughs) That that makes some managers so happy. They're just like, Oh my God, that guy's working. That's all that Mm. guy. That guy just work, work, work. (laughs) So I'm, I don't want to go on a long story about it, but I do want to like segue from that sto- that ski story because I just want to point out that like in two weeks I'm gonna be <laughs> on a twelve yes. twelve thousand foot tall mountain, and I haven't gone I haven't gone skiing in over twenty years. So oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> so I'm gonna have to learn how to go skiing all over again. 
You better hit that bunny slope first, bro. Yeah, and definitely <laughs> hitting the bunny slope. Do you ski? No. No. Snowboard? I don't, I don't mess around. I don't mess around going down snow. Uh, it's something about it. It's very scary to me. Oh, uh, yeah. I, you know, and, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I've, no, I've, I've never really, I don't, it's like weird. Snow to me for some reason is like not as scary just because it's like soft. And so like if you mm-hmm. fall, but the, the funny thing is, is if you've ever gone sledding, you know how quickly like it, it gets icy. <laughs> and, and then falling on ice is just like falling on concrete. It still hurts. Mm-hmm. Except so. no control. Right. <laughs> and you just uh, like all of a sudden are going so insanely fast. Yeah. <laughs> and there are trees and stuff that you could hit. You know, that's the one thing. You know what it was, too? It was when um, was his name? Uh, from uh, Sunny. Uh, Sunny died. Sonny uh, from Sonny and Cher. Uh, oh, Sonny Bono. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. When he died, he hit a tree. Oh, did remember he? that skiing? Yeah. And like the thought of that was crazy to me. I'm like, how many times has this guy been skiing? He's rich. Yeah. And he hit a tree. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, this this is this is one of those mountains where they have they're called I guess they're called glades, and. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's a it's a trail with trees and you ski and in, in, you ski in between the trees. OK, so just for the you record, like fast <laughs> for the record for that, that would be considered a double black diamond trail, which I'm not doing any of. So let's Oof. clarify that um, I am definitely going to hit the bunny slope several times oh, yeah. um, get my bearings. Apparently, ski technology is very different now, like the skis. Mm-hmm are shaped differently they're they don't need to be as long as they used to be um mm. so there's a whole technological advancement in ski that i haven't been even well aware of so mm. seems like snowboards have not evolved very much in the last 20 <laughs> years but skis like a lot has been happening there and so what, are they easier to control now? Or? Apparently, they just they turn way easier. Mm-hmm. And turning okay. is like the main mode for controlling your speed. You basically try to like go back and forth across the trail instead of just like straight down as fast as you can. So, yeah. um, so that control and turning seems to be a big thing. Um, I don't know. We'll find out. I, it's 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 an interesting and twelve thousand feet is like uh there's altitude sickness to contend with and it's like because yeah. this is in colorado so this is the the rocky mountains and so that's it's pretty epic to go from not skiing in the last 20 plus years <laughs> to then being tossed back into it in the rocky <laughs> mountains <laughs> you'll do all right with that have you ever been to just regular like to like denver though no no, I when I went, dude, yeah. the altitude sickness hit me like the next day. Yeah, and you know what it was for me? It was like in the morning when I get up to get out of the bed, I would immediately almost fall. <laughs> and that really? was it. I would just be super dizzy in the morning. Oh and yeah, I I was totally fine after. But wow. I, I like the first time it happened to me, I'm like I'm gonna die. Yeah, like, Denver's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I can get back up. <laughs> well, I got to figure there's like all these like celebrities and stuff that go there and like, you know, I mean, it's like they deal with it, you know. 
I'm I'm more excited for the food you're about to have. Yeah, it looks all it all looks pretty awesome, man. It's, um, that's a culinary. That's an Instagram wonderland, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it'll it's gonna be pretty epic, man. I don't know. I like I like just like this last weekend. I just sort of started getting excited for it. Like you know, I think when we first made the plans, I, it was a little like, this isn't real, and. <laughs> Even this weekend, I was like, ah, this isn't real. We're not doing this. <laughs> and uh, I'll believe it when I'm on the plane. You know? That's right. This is your first time getting in an airport. Yeah. for I wow. think, yeah. I mean, this is definitely like me kind of feeling like COVID is coming to an end. And that's why I'm like kind of all right with this. And you've been flying so much with little to no issue, really. Absolutely zero issue. Yeah, I mean, so it's just like, all right, I'm just gonna do whatever Ryan's doing, and uh, you know, Someone, trust me, they sell kombucha at the airport. All the boot, all the boot, <laughs> it's all that bootchcraft. The, the, That's the, right, the, bro. The, the, the Rona hates the Rona hates the booch. It hates the booch. The booch is the vaccine. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, you man. Some pretty damn good kombucha now in Denver when we're in uh, in Colorado Springs or wherever you're going. Yeah. So so anyway, so that was just uh, how I was able to tie that ski analogy into yeah. into yeah. this podcast. Um, I'm excited for you. Uh, thanks. Yeah, I, I guess I'll probably. I guess I'll have to take. This is like it's well, too we, epic. It, it's a uh, two weeks from now. Yeah. That? Yep. So yeah, guys, there may be another lapse in episodes um, because yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to intersect with a Sunday and I think a Wednesday. So we may <laughs> have next week. The next week, I'm going to a Ren Fair fe- uh, wedding. <laughs> oh really? A Renaissance Fair wedding? Yep. That's awesome. In Austin, man. Texas. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. I'm excited. Are you gonna try to catch a comedy show while you're out there? You should. Nah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go LARPing the whole time. Are I, you? Uh, <laughs> I'm a, we're gonna play Quidditch professionally. Uh, what What are you dressing up as? <laughs> a pirate. You're gonna, oh, you're gonna be a pirate, dude. There's no difference between any of the costumes at Red Fair, no matter what time period. Nothing. They are all pirates. <laughs> well, you could. I be- did not. I didn't realize this till I looked up. Ren Fair clothing on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> it's all pirates. It's literally all pirates, dude. You, you could be a wizard. I could be a wizard, which is a robed pirate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, dude, I, I, I got very close to spending fifty bucks on a super glittery uh, uh, <laughs> wizard uh, cloak thing. <laughs> you sh- well, you are you gonna make? Uh, are you gonna make uh, hit packets? What's that? hit uh, packets they're for like uh for your uh so like when you want to like like uh throw lightning at someone you make these like little (laughs) sandbags and you throw them at people and you're like lightning bolt lightning bolt lightning bolt and you throw them that's a larping thing yeah and then they also um have swords made out of like pvc and like they're wrapped in foam are you gonna make a sword Nah, 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 dude, you got. That's gonna be way too. Well, I'm not. I'm not actually gonna lark, but I am gonna be at a Ren Fair, and (laughs) I am. I we already know we're gonna buy drinking horns while we're there because that's the place to buy them. Sure. Um, I I've thought about what weapon would I like to buy while drinking. Sword. Um, dagger. I mean, a sword is fucking. 
I mean, dude, an axe would be so dope. But yeah. the drinking horn is also a weapon. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I'm so excited. Are they, do they have jousting and stuff there? Yeah, they have reenactments and whatnot. And so the wedding fair. is going to happen amongst the fair of uh, like uh, uh, an ongoing public fair that everyone, like the general public can go to. I think they do one or two weddings a day at Ren Fairs. And oh. it's just like, imagine, imagine having a wedding, but like with a ton of actors. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And actually, this guy's brother got married at a Ren Fair. And that was, I was there at that one too. And it was spectacular. Yeah. And it's the same fair that this is, except when it started. And it was about half the size as it is now. Right. So I'm extremely excited to see what it's like now. I went to one in uh, Massachusetts called King Richard's Fair. Hell yeah. And it's kind of just an excuse to get drunk. And it's an excuse for girls to wear corsets and like stick their boobies out. Yes. And, um, so you've heard of a Ren fair. <laughs> oh, I've, I've been to it. I've been to it. I've been, I've been to it twice. Oh yeah. It's and, so much fun. And, uh, they, they like, they have like literally like whole stores dedicated to, to corsets. Yep. And they also have like live shows with like uh, these, like one of them is called the mud show. And it's these two guys that, um, eat mud they 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 like will put mud on themselves and they eat it and they and then they it's like a comedy show and they like roll around in the mud and they like flirt with the crowd and it's this whole shtick and it's called the mud show and you just like you you and they have they you know they sell the turkey legs that you can walk around with and eat and Mm -hmm. They have like like all like wooden rides. It's all rides powered by like humans. Like there's no electricity, yep. and um, we, they have dagger we, throwing we and axe throwing. Oh yeah, no, that's fun too. We rode around on horses that were on tracks that were made of wood. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. It was like that's a racing fun. thing too. It is it is funny. It's like it not one thing you see should you trust. Like, yeah. <laughs> so you guys are so you're so you're gonna dress up as a pirate. Is Jackie dressing up as a pirate? Yeah. No, we're both gonna be Jack Sparrow. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's she's still she's still narrowing down what she's gonna get. There's, I mean, dude, it's so funny the market for all this stuff. Corsets for girls. It's largely like corsets or um, weird, like, like, uh, like, you know, Cinderella dresses that like before she like gets rich. It's like the, you know, like a what's like a yeah, like (laughs) a maiden. I I don't know what the the word is I'm trying to come up with. But yeah, it's like a yeah, like a maiden, like a peasant dress, I guess, is another tattered. Yeah, yeah there's there's a, there's a lot of those there. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at least at King Richard's. 
Yeah. No, it's like the the steampunk or the the Tim Burton style corset or the, the, you know, the 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 super uh, uh, what's it called? Um, Like the Roman style where all the metal on the outside. I've seen people dress like that at a Ren Fair. There is no time period. It's crazy. You should um, you should you should be an archer. Archer. Be like a uh, scout. Be like a like a scouty guy who like has a bow and an arrow and Peter Pan. (laughs) I should be Peter Pan. You should be Peter Pan. (laughs) Never grow up. Um, (laughs) I wanted to be Pirate Ultimate Warrior. I'll do it. Do it. I should do a hybrid, dude. Do it. Do it. What if uh, and and like would that be all right for the wedding? Like would the would that pass for the wedding? Costume. Oh, for this wedding, yeah, absolutely. What about a corpse paint? What about a corpse paint pirate? Yes, yes, <laughs> I should be a corpse pirate. <laughs> I didn't even think of that, dude. Yeah, well, the funniest thing about that is that I remember at your wedding, you were like, you were, you were campaigning hard to do your wedding in corpse paint. No, 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 no. my engagement photo, my engagement photo. I was campaigning hard for that. Yes. I was like, we have to do two pictures, and they're on one card. One yeah. is the front, one is the back, and on the back, it's corpse paint. Me and Jackie. Yeah, <laughs> that's still what about that didn't again. that did not go well. Right. Um, <laughs> even you were like, yeah, we can do that after. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Rob, you're my only support for this. Come on. <laughs> Well, now you, but now you it. can do it. Now you can do it. You could be a corpse pirate. Oh, I should be a corpse pirate. <laughs> so here's the here's the question though: Do I wear like all black everything, or do I do the black and with a white shirt and then corpse paint? I mean, what I, is I, the what is the most black metal way to be a pirate? I, I mean, are you you're, you're really sticking to pirate, or is that just like you think they all look like pirates? Well, I mean, if I want to pay more than $25 for a shirt and $25 for pants, I see what you're saying. it'll be something other than pirate. Uh, <laughs> actually, they all look like pirates, dude. I'm not going to lie. It is either straight up Lestat from Interview with the Vampire or mm-hmm. Pirate. Yeah. That's it. Well, what if you made your um, costume out of like other pieces rather than like buying it like as like a costume like what if so like you could probably do like oh like get like a well i probably don't want to do this yes i do Come no, on, no, no 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 because well, i'm thinking new england but this is in texas like i'm like thinking like oh you could probably do like a wool sweater as like a <laughs> as like a base layer and then like attach a bunch of leather shit to the sweater and then, um, and then with some like gray or like gray, dark gray pants mm-hmm. and strap a bunch of leather the, to that belts and whatnot. I could wear my metal vest over a pirate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I could get some gauntlets while I'm there, too, dude. Oh, I have some. You have some gauntlets. <laughs> yeah. Charlie. Well, they're, they're, they're like kid size. Charlie. They're for Charlie. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. but, but we did get some. You got yeah. your kid. You got they're, your kid gauntlets. I would totally do that. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're black. They don't. They're not. Nice. They're not spikes. But we could put nails through them. Yeah, yeah. 
So that'd be fun. Yeah. I, uh, I did have a pair of gauntlets that I got from that first wedding. It was like 40 bucks, dude, for these spiked ones. I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. I have no idea where they are now. Hmm. <laughs> I would, um, yeah, I, I would, uh, <laughs> boy, that's so, so, and there's no dress code for the wedding. There are everyone, there's no dress code. everyone, everyone's going to be there in, in, in Renaissance. Uh, that where? I don't know because I know, I know that he has, uh, he has different friends now. Me and, so this is a guy that got me into metal way back in the day, oh, right yeah, after okay. high school, right okay. after high school. We, uh, both moved to San Antonio. Yeah. And uh, Bonds now, yeah, Bonds 007. He actually used to perform there all the time. He's yep. the reason that I even know what that is. Yep, nice. Yeah. I played there. Um, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. You have. I'm gonna show him this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, where we are actually when we go back there going to zombies. I haven't been to zombies in nine years, eight years. I've which not. is my old it's it's the one place like i wouldn't recommend you go to bonds if i if you were asking me to go play a show in san antonio i would say zombies that's oh yeah the, it's it's definitely my favorite venue bonds is just downtown that's why people like it mm. you know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is i 100 percent get that too yeah but zombies is in like a normal neighborhood. <laughs> like it's weird. Oh, yeah. And it's a self-described family metal bar. And uh. like people bring their kids in there. There's no moshing if there's kids, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was, it was very cool. And I spent a lot of, I spent a lot more money there than I should have. And uh, <laughs> uh, it's going to be very cool to see it again. You know, yeah. be back in touch with early metalhead Ryan. Sure. Um, but that's, uh, yeah. So that's his wedding. He's yeah, that's his wedding. Yeah, he. So his brother, when he got married at this thing, I showed up in just like you know khakis and a polo. Like yeah. <laughs> I showed up for an outdoor wedding. You know? Yeah, <laughs> and I regretted it every moment. Of it. I was looking around at these people. I'm like, oh man, everyone was like having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> I showed up in my civvies. That's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, man, I should, uh, you should definitely, um, there were, I remember looking up some stuff for King Richard's fair and Amazon has some stuff that's not just pirates. They have some stuff, but you know what you can, you know what you you can get is you can, um, you could rather see, here's what you need to do, dude. All right. Is rather than getting pirate stuff, get some like. Uh, you could like get you can like repurpose certain like bondagey type of outfits like a gimp outfit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and then like once you're done with the Renaissance fair, you you know who knows where else you could use that. You could just yeah, like I, use it yeah. anywhere. Well, it looks like it'd be good PPE to wear on the roof. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> Leather doesn't conduct electricity, does it? No, it doesn't. Yeah. And you can strap me to it so I don't fall. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. It's going to have buckles and, and rings and all sorts of stuff on it to, to, to attach ropes. Indeed. That's what it's there for. That's what it's for. Yeah. So you could you could start you could start there and then build on that. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff there. So pirate ultimate warrior. <laughs> you're like, um, you're like I'm going to skip past this idea. <laughs> I could be Abbott somehow. 
Yeah. Like, like Ren Fair Abbott with a puffy shirt, dude. Yes. <laughs> That'd be fun. Um, I don't know. All right. So uh, are you um, <laughs> are you on uh, a thing you could like search right now? Yeah, sure. Go to Amazon right now. Mm-hmm. And go into Amazon and just type at the top leather armor. Leather armor. <laughs> Whoa, dude. <laughs> this is way cheaper than this shit was when I saw it at a Ren Fair. Yeah, exactly. Dude. Wow. Look this at this has come down severely. These gauntlets are $28. You have the steampunk They're... shoulder armor for $18. That's nuts, dude. You have uh this shoulder gothic steampunk steampunk shoulder armor thing for $12. Oh, you have a <laughs> genuine motorcycle waist pack messenger shoulder thing for 30 bucks. Um I'm just saying, like, I don't think you have to just be a pirate. I could be a Roman butcher, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, there's a medieval. There's a medieval. Look at the boots. They got boots. Uh, They have a medieval crusader sword with scabbard. Choose your style for uh, 50 bucks. And uh, this podcast is just us looking at stuff on Amazon now. Uh, I've got a better idea now. I'm going to be Sub-Zero at his wedding. (laughs) I think this sword is actually made of metal. I think this is a real sword. Which sword? It's the Vulcan Gear Medieval Crusader Sword with Scabbard. $48. Holy shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. And then when you click on that, it gives you all the, like, uh, customers who bought this item also bought battle-ready <laughs> chain mail for your head. Yes. <laughs> Crusader Knights Templar tunic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, look at this battle axe. This is Blades USA, a fantasy axe with a skull in the middle of it. Dude. This blade right now has a red edge all over it. <laughs> Men's ankle banded pants, medieval Viking navigator pirate costume trousers for Renaissance Gothic pants. $21. Those, Those are the same ones that they market as pirate pants. <laughs> yeah, that, they said so pirate. Funny. They said yeah. pirate in there. There you go. But I think it all like depends on like what you if I think they're only pirate pants if you don't like kind of put like a leathery thing on top of it. If you just wear the puffy shirt, I'm going to tell you right now. I I, I've seen your wife do work for on scarecrows and shit like that. Mm. Let Jackie do all this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's excited. She's excited, big time. Why don't you, Jackie? When you hear this, can you please just (laughs) talk him out of the pirate thing and just into something a little more? He, it's not going to be that expensive. How, How about Jesus? She's going to, and dude, you, you saw what she did with that scarecrow. She's going to. The scarecrow was amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know. True that. 
So, um, you, so you guys she have. Has, <laughs> she shoots down all my metal ideas, man. No, yeah, but you could, but dude, you could be like, if you kidding, if you were one of these knights with the corpse paint, it'd be sick. Yeah. And I've definitely seen shit like that at mm-hmm. King Richard's Fair. Really? And you could say you're like a like a like a like a like a necromancer knight. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I'm like a it, demon knight. Perfect. It doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you could say you're like I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm 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 the knight of the dead. And <laughs> I'm knight I'm, I'm knight I'm knight of the living dead, except it's K N I G H T. I'll just say I'm whatever celebrity died most recently. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, dude! There's actual metal armor gloves for sixty dollars on Amazon. Amazon's insane. So I'm just saying. Oh, the 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 (laughs) knight or the the fucking uh, helmet from uh, Monty Python. The um, yes, I saw that. Yeah, you saw that. Yeah, (laughs) that's so funny. Then there's a hoodie that's just like printed with all the armor on it. <laughs> so leather armor, definitely yeah. a better for anyone listening. If you're thinking of getting into this, type definitely type in leather armor because all I typed in was Renfair, and it didn't bring up nearly as much as this did. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that, that's, that's what you get when you're at Pod about Pod is a Renaissance Fair uh, advice. <laughs> Today's Renfair <laughs> shopping advice. <laughs> okay. So then also then if you just like. Plug in corset on this leather armor corset. Boom. Mm-hmm. Oh, type that in, dude. Type. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fantastic. So for anyone listening and needs more tips, type in the leather armor corset. <laughs> <laughs> Get nothing done. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. dude. You see this maiden costume? Um, which one's made in the green one? That is a very unattractive woman, huh? <laughs> I don't, I don't see maiden. That's funny. I don't. Um, uh, it's a I green see. One? I, I the there's no green one. Wow! Uh, wow, we're explain. getting we're we're getting different results. Wow, they they must be catering mine to. Uh, different marvel movies or <laughs> yeah i have i have like a lot of like, like super bondagey stuff here no, i'm joking i really don't um <laughs> it gets there <laughs> so yeah i mean like i, I think like the, you know um between you know a little a little sleuthing and uh your wife's artistic skills and your comedic senses um, combine all these to make a, a cool Voltron Renfair uh, force that uh, all the other guests are going to be like, whoa, what? I got to be a hybrid, something immediately recognizable. A furry, dude, you could be you, dude. Oh, my God. You could be a furry. You could stick really? <laughs> you could stick a, a furry tail up your butt and have it come out of your pants. <laughs> And 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 like just cut a little hole in the pants and have it in your butt and then <laughs> yeah no it's dude I, it's, totally it's makes sense a, right not a bad idea <laughs> and then you could get like little little uh little black like fuzzy ears to match your corpse paint I, I'll and be, then you could be I'll like be, 
<laughs> Renfair Mario, but when he gets the feather. <laughs> uh, Tanuki Mario. Yes, I'm Renfair Tanuki Mario. <laughs> From hell. That's so funny. Yeah, that would be adorable and terrifying. That would be, that would be absolutely <laughs> terrifying. They're the children. <laughs> I mean, dude, there's a, there, there's a whole lane of corsets here. I just clicked on the there's like a corset button that was at the top of that page, and it's like <laughs> millions of corsets. No shit. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think you have options. Yeah, there's definitely options. And then that'll be fun when you go through uh, security. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that would be hilarious. I hope they uh, they inspect the luggage and like start pulling shit out. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that would be hilarious. We just like to have fun. Don't yeah, judge you us. We just want to make sure you're fun too. Yeah. <laughs> you down? You down with this? You down with this? We'll meet up later? Come on, TSA. You want to join? Room. You want to join? <laughs> you, you cool with this? Yeah. We are too. Uh... Good to know. Good to know. Good to know, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so there's like a lot of cool stuff here. I, I, I just feel like um, and, and here's the thing. I would say like maybe don't have like the highest expectations for quality on this stuff. Like it'll get you through one Renaissance fair. That's what I figured. I figured this is all, uh, you know, single time use, maybe two times. Yeah. but yeah. i can tell you if you guys decide that you like this and you want to keep doing it and you don't want to go all the way to austin you can go to king richard's fair and, and it's like two hours away where was that one in massachusetts i forgot the name of it but if you just type in king richard's fair uh into google you'll find it is that our that's probably our uh nearest nearest ren fair there's nothing in connecticut right? there is one in connecticut it's um in lebanon i believe it's actually not far from here. Mm. And it's um but King Richard's Fair I believe is like the biggest in New England. It's like the biggest one. Wow. And so you you like I mean you listen, I'm sure, you know, any opportunity to wear this stuff. Hell I yeah. bought I actually at the last uh King Richard's Fair I went to, I bought a um like a hood that I thought would be like a cool like scout hood. Mm-hmm. But but it turned out to be like more of like a druid hood or like a like a monk hood, and it looked it looks just more like a monk. So do you like does it I, hang way too far? No, it's like a cowl. It yeah, it does. It like goes over my shoulders and it like has this hood. It's it, it's like a it's like a it's like a hood and a cow, like and a shoulder cowl kind of thing. You look like you're in uh, Batushka or uh, or or Portal or <laughs> yeah, I look like like a, like a, like a monk or a druid yeah. more so than like a scout. You know, like uh, have you ever seen Lord of the Rings? No, I have not. Oh well, Jesus, Ryan. <laughs> the hell am I supposed to talk to you? <sighs> uh, I saw the first one. I remember that one. Well, okay, then that, that's all you need to know. So Aragon, when we when you first meet Aragon, he's the the first like when the hobbits leave and they go to that little bar mm-hmm. and they yeah. meet Aragon and he's like in the corner smoking a pipe when his hood is on and you you kind of can't see his face. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what I had in mind for the hood. 
and True. definitely it's like more like fryer tuck. <laughs> you should be selling really bad beer. Yeah, and I'm and I'm I'm more the shape of fryer tuck right now. I really am not an Aragon sort of physique at the moment. So maybe it's better I have uh, the fryer tuck. Fryer tuck is my mood. Yeah. <laughs> But hopefully soon. I, I've been working on my ankle. We were right before the podcast. We were talking about WWE wrestling, and we were like going to talk about it here, and then that didn't happen. I apologize. We love WWE wrestling, but yeah, we do. We watched it when it was WWF, and yeah. I still care about the animals. But <laughs> WWF only means one thing to me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we were talking about all the old, like, we were talking about all the stuff we used to watch. Um, I, I was telling Ryan how I uh, I went to a live WCW event in the 90s, and then my dad brought me to see wrestling uh, in the 80s with Hogan and Andre the Giant. Um, I think Rowdy Piper was there. So, Yeah. I've been like, well, and then I got out of it and then I went and then I, I followed it again through the like, like 2000. And then just kind of, once I moved to Connecticut, I sort of got out of it again. It was right, right as The Rock went off and did his own thing. That's yeah. when I dipped off of wrestling, you know? Yeah. But Stone was, Cold was, was awesome. Stone Cold is, you know, it's funny. He is definitely like the most badass wrestler that any of us could ever think of. Mm -hmm. Amazing, like character. But The Rock is like the time tested one. Like you're never going to make as much money off right. of a wrestler as you will off of doing Dwayne Johnson. You know? How, how are you are you going to watch his show on NBC? No, little little Dwayne or whatever. I don't. I don't watch barely anything. So Do you, have no. you heard about this? <laughs> I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a show that like chronicles his like childhood. That, that's and, cool. And I've heard it's awesome. I've heard it's really Is good. It good. Like early reviews are actually, I guess, pretty good. I saw the 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 person they got the people they got to play like real little rock and then like high school rock and all that. Yeah. And it was it's very cool. Very cool to see. Yeah. And now, so like his dad was a wrestler and I don't remember him. He was like the generation before me. Yeah. And so He's I don't, he was like in the seventies, sixties or seventies kind of wrestler. And mm -hmm. I didn't, uh, I didn't know who his dad was. It was, it was Rocky. Uh, was it my via or I'm not sure. Rocky Johnson. I don't know. Uh, I, I remember the pictures of him and it looks like the rock with an Afro. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty funny. That's funny. <laughs> he uh, and he was he was quite the showman. Yeah, and he was jacked like the Rock is now. That's crazy. The the Rock is so like crazy big. It's not even like I don't even know That's how robot you level. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how you like even get like that. Like I I wouldn't even. You I have mean, to be paid to do it. That's yeah, how I, that, I that's how big he is. Like right. you have to pay him to get that big. Yeah, that's true. Good call. Good call. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I guess that's that's like the most expensive shredded you could be is him. Yeah, because he was not that ripped when he was a wrestler. He was like wow. big. I mean, he was. I didn't. There was nothing about him that that 
that like struck me as like overly shredded. Now he's just like a freaking tank. He's you know freaking nature. Yeah, absolutely. Unbelievable athlete now. Even back then though, he like he was functionally shredded. Yeah. But he he was the funny he might have been the funniest wrestler ever. I don't know. I mean, I, he was funny. I, I liked him a lot. I also thought Stone Cold was pretty funny. And um, he was very funny. Yeah, yeah, no, no. The the both of them, their interactions with like normal people yeah. when they're in character was were it's like Stone Cold berating someone right. with like politeness and too somehow. <laughs> like <laughs> he was respectfully bullying you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the rock just the, the you know. What's your name? <laughs> right. <laughs> the disrespectfulness that The Rock could achieve yeah. was incredible. Incredible. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was. I think it for, for whatever reason, they did whatever. They did whatever, you know, the 80s wrestlers were doing, like Hogan and Macho Man. And then. They just did it better. And I guess maybe they introduced that. You know, you you said when we were off the mic, uh, it was like the attitude era is what they call it. And I think I think I think that's what was maybe special about it was that they were doing what the 80s guys were doing, but with just more attitude. And that's Mm -hmm. what was novel about it and what was so interesting. And then why it hasn't held for me is because it seems to me like they haven't really evolved from that at all. And they've, it's, it's like they just have characters sort of reprising those same roles with different names. Mm -hmm. Um, And the one I said, the, probably the one new thing they do is, is they have the, well, not, it's not new, but they have way more women wrestlers now. Yeah. Way more women, everything now, too. The storylines are way more in-depth. They have their own storylines. They're not just attached to guys the whole time, you know? Right. They, uh, It's crazy what it is now. The Attitude Era, for some reason, just felt more authentic than it is now, though. Yeah. You know? Like, it didn't feel like as much of a product as it is presented now. You know? Yeah, I, I mean, I think like they they were all trying new things, and mm-hmm. and I and I think you know between Vince and you look at all the Vince memes that like <laughs> of Vince like you know with him like turning red and it's like yeah. you know like those were all from that era. Yep. You know, like so, like even now, like whatever, twenty years, twenty five years later, those are still that's all being memed like crazy now. It still makes like that era relevant so he might he might be the thing that does separate like the he he is the thing that made the next generation of wrestling being the guy who owned owned the network and was a you were your own villain on your own product yeah (laughs) yeah and you did he did it so well dude yeah, I mean, he did. I, I, I also think like Vince. There's a, like, I mean, I know that he played the heel, and he and and for the work he did as a heel, I think was genuinely funny, and mm-hmm. it was good. Uh, but I've heard also heard a lot of stories about him that he was also like a real life heel and was yeah. really treated some of the wrestlers pretty terribly, and um, mm-hmm. you know, and and and. 
that that part I don't love, you know, because like a lot of wrestlers have a very sad story, even some of the most successful ones. And when these guys end up being broken and broke by the end of their lives, in a lot of cases, a lot of them are terrible with money and they lose a lot of the money they have. Their bodies are broken from the physicality of the job. And so. You know, yeah. and and he tried to he tries to get, like even when like Hogan had that uh that's that that reality show and he was done wrestling because the Hogan show was so popular, Vince kept trying to get him to come back and mm-hmm. wrestle even though Hogan's knee and his legs were fucked. They were just like he couldn't that dude could barely walk. And um you know, so it's like he doesn't care, you know. So it's like he was like uh, he was like an on-screen heel, and he was great, but he was also like a real-life heel. And oh, yeah. no, you, know. you can tell any of the things that you hear about him, dude. Like I've never been surprised. I Ever. saw an interview with him where he was like really rude to the to the person interviewing him, and they were like. <laughs> What about the wrestlers? And he's like, "What about? What about? What about?" I'm like, "What do you even care?" Like he was like, really callous. Like, and it was real. It was not him trying, like, leaning into being a heel character. It was. He like, wasn't like anything you want to know is in that ring, motherfucker. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, no, it was. It was like a real. He lost his cool moment. Oof. You can look it up on YouTube, like of Vince McMahon being terrible in an interview or something like that. I don't know what it is, but look it up. It's, Loses his shit. On yeah. Interview. <laughs> um, Actually, I really do want to see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's that's how good he is, though, at his job. Oh, man. Yeah. And it's also we respect it. I don't really like him. I wouldn't right. want to work for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's also weird that like Triple H really did marry his daughter. Yeah. Like that, that was a real, like a real life storyline mm-hmm. that like was on also in the, in the ring. So, uh, and I liked Triple H. I liked uh, a lot of the DX guys. I hated, uh, what's that? Uh, not K-Pack or X-Pac. X-Pac. There, that's right. <laughs> I, I hated him so much. Yeah. What uh, was his name felt- before? What was his name before that? He was like the, the, the comeback kid or some shit like that. I don't even remember what he was before that. Or the one, two, three kid, because he, because remember oh. he, he was like a, uh, he, he ended up beating someone who he shouldn't have beaten because someone else interfered with the, uh, with the match. And, uh, oh, Jesus, I don't remember the whole story, but he was the one, two, three kid before DX was formed. Okay. So now we're losing a lot of people right now is, <laughs> <laughs> But then he got recruited into DX and changed his name to X-Pac because, like, Tupac was, like, a thing at the time. Wait, did he wear white? Was that his thing? Before, like, he had a white jacket and white pants? Mm. One, two, three kid? No, one, two, three kid had, like, a full body leotard with, like, and it was, like, red. And I think it had white on on the legs, but it was, like, red and it said one, two, three on the side. But he was such a tool. That guy was such a. I hated him. Um, yeah, I don't even remember him making a, a like a, a splash in any memory of DX for me. <laughs> I also remember back then too. The music for for WWE was like getting like quote unquote better. Like I remember the <laughs> DX theme song sounded a lot like Rage Against the Machine, and they Dun-dun-dun. even like 
They even looked like Rage Against the Machine because they had like, remember they had that like little talky part in the beginning of the the cinematic, and you could like see the singer, and he like looked like Zach De La Rocha. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that was very rage. I thought it was Rage Against the Machine. No, that definitely was not Rage. <laughs> no, wasn't them. No. Who who did the theme for DX? I don't know. It was not oh. Rage Against the Machine, though. So that's the thing. They they didn't they didn't they they still had like a band like a session band do all their music. Still, now mm. I think a lot of them do commercial music. Mm. They license the WWE licenses it. Yeah, I rem- I do remember seeing a thing on the guy who made the Stone Cold's entrance. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, yeah, it was the simplest thing I've ever written. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Dun-na, if you like, dun-na, dun-na. <laughs> yeah, I know. If you like, actually like study those songs, it's like they're crazy. It's so good. It's just the theatricalness. Have of you ever playing? Uh, have you ever heard the Hulk Hogan one, like without it being uh, like like the I'm real real American? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, hell yeah! <laughs> I've never heard the song by itself. No. Oh god, I'm sure it's on Spotify, man. Like, that's not a real band. No. What? <laughs> that's like like they they like had studio sessions. Like that's musicians. not a group of real Americans. No. <laughs> <laughs> And and oh. then uh, yeah, I don't I don't I, I can't actually think of anyone who had commercial music that mm, that, yeah. that I'm sure they do now. Mm. I know Co- Code Orange uh, does it now. Uh, Code Orange Kids, they do a lot of uh, WWE. They're a hardcore band. Oh, it's like very good. They they tour with Full of Hell. Yeah, I know Cordo. I didn't know they made WWE music though. Yeah, oh no, they a lot of their uh, uh, blowing up was because of uh, signing on with uh, WWE. Wow, yeah, crazy man. Yeah, it's uh, WWE is a lot of fun. I, 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 it was, it was definitely something I loved as a kid. I had as a kid in the eighties, I had all the wrestler um, like rubber toys, the like ones that were like ten inches tall. Hell yeah. They were that like dense rubber, and you could like smash them together. And you remember having like the thumb, the thumb wrestlers, where they were all the wrestlers, and they had a hole in their ass, and you could stick your thumb up their butt, and then <laughs> and then you you could like thumb wrestle with like actual wrestlers on your thumb. Oh, no, no, I, I never had, had those. those. <laughs> um, and you know the one the run wrestling toy I never had though, and I always wanted so bad was the uh, pillow buddies. The yeah. the wrestle like they had Hogan and Ultimate Warrior and I was Macho just Man. Just about to tell you, I still have all of mine. <laughs> I, I, see, I like never, I never had those. <laughs> I never had them. Those are, those are like uh, the few toys that my dad still holds on to from my childhood. It was my wrestling buddies. The in that when me and me and Ryan, my best buddy growing up, we used to wrestle those yeah. while we would watch wrestling on Monday nights. Yeah. Yeah, I had all those those uh, rubber toys. Now those collections, I had I had that whole all of those '80s toys. And my when we moved to New Hampshire, my mom held a uh, yard sale in Hartford and sold all. Like I had, I had, dude. I'm not even exaggerating when I say like I had all of the He-Man 
toys. Literally, I mean, not literally, but like I would say I probably had 80% of the entire product line of He-Man. I probably had like at least 10 wrestle like rubber wrestlers. Maybe less than 10, maybe I, I but anywhere between 7 and 10 of those rubber wrestlers. Um Ninja Turtles, the original Ninja Turtles. Oh. Um Transformers, Voltron, like I had all I, I had the castles for He-Man, I had Grayskull. I had Skeletor's castle. I had all the cats. I had the vehicles. You know. Ghostbusters. The catalog of everything you had. If you had every single one of those right now and decided to sell them. Yeah. The problem. The the problem. So they would be a cool collection for me to have now. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much value they would have because I wasn't very careful with my toys. So I. Uh. They were probably not in great condition. Um, even back then, they would be, you know, in a deteriorated form, you know, 30 years later. But, um, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I, I still think they would fetch. If I had the whole collection, I, I probably could fetch a couple thousand. Nice. You know, it's probably not that much in the, at the end of the day. It's more the fact that of like having the collection for me. Yeah. I, and I'm a, a bit of like a I'm a bit of a pack rat. So like like my son's toys, like there are certain things I know for a fact I'm just never getting rid of, like mm-hmm. things that like other people probably wouldn't think much about. But like their shit, like I know he's going to want when he's older. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's uh. It's an interesting thing, the the toy collecting thing. But I used to have all those. I wrestling toys. I used to love that. That was one of my favorite things. So, I had uh, Star Wars uh, figurines. Oh, I had Star Wars too. Yeah, I had the eighty oh, Star I Wars. Think of that, I, dude. When I saw that Netflix thing on what Star Wars toys are fetching, yeah, it blew my mind. I had the Darth Vader carrying case, and what? and I would yeah, and that thing was full of them. Um, awesome, and. Yeah, I mean, I even now I have um, I just picked this up. I haven't even put it together yet. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> you have new Star Wars. Toys. I have new Star Star Wars toys. I have this. Yes. Boba Fett head. It's a. That's Bo- awesome. It's a Lego Boba Fett helmet that oh, I have so not fun. even assembled yet. It's still in the box and um, six hundred and twenty-five pieces. Not bad. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, 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 I'm, I, I, I often wonder if I should just like put it in a closet and just forget I have it. Oh, uh, just keep it in the the packaging. Yeah, that's what partially why I haven't built it yet. I keep <laughs> I leave it out and I keep looking at it. I'm like, I don't know, maybe I should. You have to determine if it's going to have substantially more value in a, a little while. It will in you know, if they, they got to stop making them first off and then uh, and then it's got to be like several years after that. Yeah, true. But, oh, boy. I don't know. We're we're kind of we're at a we're at a what uh, an hour 15. <laughs> we're kind of well, meandering. We, we, we drifted off in every direction. On this one. 
Oh man. Okay. Well, well, you know what? Let me get. Let me get like one more update. And if listen, if you guys made it to this part, you're, you 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 are going to be rewarded hopefully with a halfway decent story. <laughs> I have uh, an update on the never pull up movement. Oh. I brought my son to McDonald's over this last week and went through drive through mm. as one would in a pandemic. <laughs> and I get up and sure as shit, the, the girl asks, oh, can you just pull up? But I'm with my son. And I'm. I'm conflicted. And so I make a compromise. So I, I roll up my window and then I just pull up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And I just, I just pull up a little bit, like, like one, like maybe a car length, but not enough for the person behind me to get their order. And so, but then I rolled my window up so they couldn't yell at me through the window (laughs) And so then they sent a guy out to be like, hey, man, you got to move up up to that spot up there. And I'm like, oh, she just said to pull up. And he's like, <laughs> no, man, you got to go up to the spot. You're holding up the line. And he like got all pissed at me. And so my son even goes to me. He goes, it's not our fault. She told us to move up. Like, how are we supposed to know? So he was like on my he was like on my side with this. And I was like, oh, fuck, I should have done it with him. Yeah, because, yeah, you would have loved it, huh? <laughs> yeah, shit, I should have done it. So next time, uh, next time, Charlie. But uh, so the, the funny thing is, is I so then I told um, I told uh, my girlfriend after that uh, about that story, and he, Charlie again was like, "Yeah, we weren't holding up the line like they told us to move up," and and I was telling him about the 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 whole like the first time, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh yeah, no, we should totally do that next time." <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Charlie. <laughs> I actually found on Reddit. I started looking this up because I started getting like really like, I don't know. I'm like getting into like a little bit of like a rabbit hole with this is. Um, oh, you're taking it as personally as we should. Dude, I'm like ridiculous. I get like offended about it. You know what you are? You're the QAnon shaman for this movement. I don't know. I don't think it's me, dude. It's it's I'm not the only one. (laughs) It's not just me. I I I Googled and you guys can do this, too. I Googled McDonald's drive through pull up. And the first thing you get is a Reddit thread. Uh, Can anyone explain the refusing to pull up mentality? (laughs) as a 12 year old veteran of this business so this is someone who works in the fast food industry (laughs) now i should say in fairness this is eight years ago 2015 
Can anyone explain the refusing to pull up mentality? As a 12-year veteran of this business, my biggest pet peeve is when you ask someone in the drive-thru whose food is not ready to pull up and they refuse to do so. I honestly do not understand the mentality behind this response. I feel like it's incredibly selfish behavior. Honestly, we're not asking them to get out of their car. We're simply asking them to wait in a different location. In fact, we're inconveniencing ourselves more than we are at the, than we are that car. As now we have to pull someone off their station to take the food outside to them. It just really bugs me and I can't get a grip on why people might do it. So first off, buddy, Raven Cole is his uh, Reddit name. Um, I mean, first off, we addressed this last podcast that, yeah, you're right. Having to send people out messes this whole thing up. But I've found in other articles about this. So I'm not the first person to, 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 to get upset about this and go to the Internet with it. No. Nope. Thank God. Um, <laughs> but the thing that um, a lot of people recognize it as is it's a it's a scam by the McDonald's employees because they are cued. They are their 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 rate of of mm -hmm. completing orders is measured and for them to pull people up it's a way for them to make it look like they're serving more people than they really are yep and and so it's a scam it's a so so raven cole first off it's a scam and you're doing it at certain people's expense and that's not fair and that's why it's annoying so then someone writes after that it pisses me off, too. People get mad because they have to wait longer at a fast food place. And it's like, motherfucker, you ordered 12 goddamn McChickens. You're going to have to wait a bit. That's not what I did. I didn't order 12 McChickens. I ordered one Big Mac meal and one Happy Meal. This is like as standard as standard gets for McDonald's. Fucking idiot. I can't idiot. believe we're hearing the other side of this. <laughs> And then someone so and then funny. someone writes upvote for you story of my life. <laughs> and then that person writes back, whenever I'm at the window, I it, I like seeing the looks on people's faces when I tell them to pull forward because they get all pissy and I just continue to act all super smiley about it. This is my point, people. Yep. This is <laughs> And and, you, and and I'm going to tell you one of the other things they're going to do. The, the, the other side of this argument is going to say, oh, well, we're just like minimum wage workers. Like, why are you fucking with us? And it's like, dude, like that so doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. Like you, you, you don't you guys are scam like have you ever worked? I don't know, like what your first jobs were, Ryan. Did you work in like any? I've worked fast in food, but not not. I did short order. I didn't do this kind of fast food. You know, okay, maybe in short order. Did you ever like at the end of the night take some like shortcuts to like clean up faster and like uh, get out earlier and stuff like that? Did you ever like do oh, anything yeah. like that? Okay. Like yeah. most people do in those kinds of jobs. Of course. If you didn't know that, welcome to the reality of life. Here mm -hmm. it is. Welcome. Enjoy. Um, yeah. So people. Um, take shortcuts and this is what they're Big doing <laughs> now when we take a shortcut in the kitchen at like a, 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 a kitchen like you and i have worked in yeah doesn't affect the customers it's no. you know 
maybe the next morning person might have a little extra something to do because you didn't do it for them, something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to affect the customers. We're not telling the customers to wait for me to take a shortcut. It's customers all in- should not be able to tell the difference. Right, exactly. What these fucking people are doing is they're working a minimum wage job and then they're trying to game the system. Now listen, I get it. I'm 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 a person. I I'm for the people, all right? I'm for I'm I'm for the underdog. I am one with the underdog. I get this shit, but, <laughs> but like, you got to know that, like, I'm not part of your hustle. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not part of your fucking trying to game the system. And no. like when you, and I don't mind that you're doing it. I'm just not playing that game. Yeah. And so you can do it to the person behind me. And I, I don't really care. No, I don't care. But. I'm saying, like, don't do it to me. And when you do do it to me, I'm just not going to I'm not playing the game. Now, you that's your cue. Those are your numbers that get affected. They're not mine. You're not doing this for me. You're not doing this to be uh, to give me better customer service. You're doing this for your own stupid whatever, because your manager's an idiot and cares about that stupid number. Mm-hmm. But I, this has nothing to do with you being like a poor you know, uh, minimum wage fast food worker. This is no. not, this is not the debate. It's bigger than you. Yeah. At $12 an hour This is way bigger than you. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's funny when they take it personally, like it does. Why does my spell not work on you? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so this is like a whole long, like it's a really long Reddit thread. Um, it's actually pretty interesting. Um, and then I found a guy who I might reach out to who wrote a whole article for a newspaper um, that I want to give a shout out to. Let me see if I can find it. Uh Damn, sorry guys. Oh, here it is. <laughs> this is an opinion piece in the York Daily Record. This is from 2018. And it's titled, No, I will not pull up and wait for my fast food order. A letter. <laughs> this is Michael oh, yeah. Michael Bloodsworth. I'm going to read the whole article. Do it. It's not that long. Shout out, Mike. All right, here we are. Uh, no, I will not pull up, uh, and I will not pull up for my fast food order. Uh, pornography and fast food are two multi-billion-dollar industries that no one wants to admit to purchasing. And I am willing to admit that here I, on occasion, buy fast food. <laughs> Lately, I have noticed a disturbing trend at drive at, at the drive-through window. When you don't, ha- when they don't have your order ready by the time you get to the second window, they ask you to pull up and wait for someone to bring your order out. This is this is true. I would say this is a uh, the uptick of this re- seems to be much higher. Maybe because of the pandemic, I'm not sure, but it seems to be like way more than it ever used to be. They probably have more high traffic times now. Maybe, yeah, maybe. For years, this was kind of an unofficial thing when we were when they were really busy, but now it has become part of the business model. Right. 
So as customers, we are expected to one, stop at the clown speaker, two, stop at the payment window, three, stop at the food window, four, pull up to the waiting area in hopes of getting our order. This is the doctor. <laughs> this is the doctor's office second waiting room tactic all over again. Yeah, good call. Yep. Good call. They figure you pay if you paid your money, you were trapped in this vicious cycle. They have even designated most of the premium parking spots just for this purpose. I say no more exclamation point. If we wanted to devote that much time to eat out, we would just go in and sit down. I want to start a social movement. Me too, Michael Bloodsworth. Me too. Yes. That we won't pull up. If they ask you to pull up, politely say, I'm happy to wait here, thank you. And if they point <laughs> and if they point out others are waiting, explain I was here first. And if you spent more time preparing my order and less time trying to discard me, the customers behind me would get their orders quicker. I disagree with that 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 technique um, because you're you're opening the door for a real big fight at that point. I really don't think that's the way to go. I have actually thought more about my last altercation, Mm -hmm. and I think I'm just going to say when they give me when they give me my usually they give you the drink right away and I go, oh, thank you. I'm going to put the drink down and then they're going to be like, we're just going to need you to pull up. I'm just going to roll my window up and not say anything. (laughs) i don't answer questions yeah (laughs) if they insist ask for a refund and i guarantee you will get your order promptly although i can't promise it will be spittle free Please, (laughs) please be polite and courteous these workers are in a different position to start with yeah i've already addressed that this Mm -hmm. isn't this is not a matter of that I am sure we all do this when we can bring about some, I'm sure if we all do this, we can bring about a small milestone of social change. Thank you. P.S. Don't get me started on the three pancakes, two pads of butter conspiracy. Yeah, I don't know much about that. Um, but Michael Bloodsworth of York at the York Daily Record, I may you may be getting an email. Mm-hmm. And you and I, are, uh, maybe you could be a guest. Kindred spirits. What if we got this guy on the show? Would you be all right with that? Hell yeah. Would that be cool if we got this guy on the show? I want to to hear him react to me saying hello. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the update. If you made it this far, that's that's where we're at. Uh, That happened again. Um, And uh, I just, uh, I I mean, it's, it's like every time. Every time. What can I ask? Do you have a general time that you would normally go to a like if you are going to go get fast food? Is there a time that you would go? No. Um, I mean, I, I, I honestly I don't go out that much. Um, it's usually surrounding if I'm already out doing yeah. something, then I may pick up some food just to come back home with. Um, but that's so rare. Uh, I, I mean, I can't think of a situation i think most of the time it's around dropping my kid off yeah okay um and and so it's it's usually um so i guess by that accord yeah it would be sometimes around dinner time it's so i will say this has never happened to me at duncan by the way no never 
Never Duncan at Dunkin'. Has never asked me to do anything other than receive my food. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know why? I'll tell you why. I'll give give you a good reason why. They don't have. They don't have a door, so that you can pull up. So McDonald's, the way McDonald's parking lots are set up, they have parking spaces reserved for like to wait for your food, mm. right, right at the end of the the thing. Dunkin' Donuts doesn't have that set up. And I don't I think it's a bad look if you like bring food out the back door past the dumpster. Yeah, that's no. not that's not a good look. So not I think just based on their their the, the, the logistics of a Dunkin' Donuts layout, they mm-hmm. can't they can't really do it because. And the other thing is, like, usually a Dunkin' Donuts is sort of like smashed into a location. It's never it doesn't ever seem like the drive through was purposefully made to be a drive through it's always like they, they have an accidental drive through yeah, and so it's retrofitted <laughs> yeah so uh i don't think i think that's partially why too I, that like, I will say though because it's not an option at duncan that's why it doesn't happen exactly and the line and you know what those lines are fucking long sometimes hey shit oh, happens you know who else doesn't and they have the huh. worst lines who starbucks Oh, Starbucks. Starbucks yeah. drive-thru is the worst. Damn. I, you know what, though? Never been asked to uh, pull forward at a Starbucks. No. no and I, I mean, 99% of the time I go to a Starbucks is drive-thru. Yeah. Never happens at Starbucks. The lines at both those places, if you see a long line at Dunkin's and a long line at Starbucks, I'm just, I'm going to McDonald's to get coffee okay. because fuck, fuck those lines. But... Outside of that, um, and maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot because maybe what allows me to have that fast dollar coffee from McDonald's is the fact that they ask people to move up. But I don't care. I'll wait a little longer. It'll still be a lot less time than waiting at Starbucks. I'll still wait more time. I, I absolutely could not give a fuck. I will get my Dunkin' coffee. <laughs> Do you? So it's, there are people who don't mind. Yeah. There are people who just don't mind the line. They don't care. It's yeah. it's it's about the Starbucks or the Dunkins. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's uh, and I I know people like that, and I've I I'm not that person. Actually, um, recently we went near a Trader Joe's, and there was a line out the out like there must have been ah, the line must have been at least twenty five chunks of people deep outside. Really. And um, I'm thinking to myself, like, I would never wait in line to go to Trader Joe's like this. Like, this is like, no. that's a snack store. Have you ever been to Trader Joe's? Yeah. it's. I mean, it's great. It's not worth being in line. <laughs> they, they, they just sell snacks. They have, like, a frozen section. And then they have, like, aisles and aisles and aisles of, like, snack food. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> like. Their prepared foods are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, they have a freezer section. I mean, that's like, I mean, I, I get it. It's good. Don't get me wrong. I, I like the things that Trader Joe's. It's not worth a line. But the, the line, it, I couldn't believe how many people were waiting in that. It was like it was like the, the, the new iPhone came out, and it was like a line <laughs> waiting for a fucking, like, a new piece of tech. It, like, is, it is a Trader Joe's on the East Coast, though. I get that. Like, it's very desirable. Like, obviously, in Cali and Arizona, they're everywhere. So I've right. never seen a line there, but yeah, I, I mean, maybe that's why I wouldn't wait in line. I don't yeah, know. I guess. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't see them any. I've only I've only known of two ever. 
and mm-hmm. you know one in connecticut and one in a different state and um i yeah i i don't i i just saw that line and i was like wow that's <laughs> insanity to me like i can't even <laughs> imagine what any of those people are gonna buy there like that's not yeah. their weekly grocery shopping they're not like no one oh, weekly no. grocery shops at Trader Joe's. It's snack store. Like it's all munchies in there. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what are they waiting for? Like, what is like, like what if you if you're the last person in that line, what are you possibly waiting for? Like, what oh, are you yeah. gonna get in there? You go in there and just get <laughs> Swedish fish or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I just don't get it. I don't understand what there could possibly like. I would see that line and then run the other way. I am so adverse to like waiting in lines. Oh god! When when COVID was like really heavy, um, at least heavy on the news, I spent like God. I think I've waited in a a twenty minute line outside of Whole Foods out here. Hmm. I'm not yeah. going to go to just and like if I'm going to stand at any grocery store, they all had lines. But the, the whole fruits one was like I was I was definitely a masochist that day. Right. <laughs> you know, that's so funny. Yeah. But, you know, you wait twice as long for 10 percent better quality. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, now we're really we're really out of pickle here. Um <laughs> Now, now we're out of pickle. We're we're almost an hour forty, which is fine, Hold man. On. I, I have two more stories. I, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. For, okay, go ahead. Uh, no, no, maybe another day. <laughs> so, uh, in last week's or last episode, I ended up uh, I ended up telling a story that was like really personal, and it was like from high school. And um, I don't even know if you realize this, Ryan. I cut the whole thing out. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like 40 I've been minutes. I listened to our podcast this week. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it was like 40 minutes of story and uh I just took it out because I, I you know I was shitting on this like one guy, one of my friends, like he was like one of my old friends who we like kind of had a little falling out and I was like shitting on this guy because he like fucked me over in the situation. So like I just mm-hmm. was like listening back to it and I'm like, "Man, eh, this is not like great karma." So I'll fucking take this all out. So, hey, who knows? If we ever, like, start up a Patreon, maybe you'll get the uh, the uh, unedited shit-talking video of, or there not video, go. of a uh, shit-talking audio of uh, a story of high school Rob doing something fun. Um, hey, it, was, not, it was a good story. <laughs> it was a fucking awesome story. <laughs> but uh, it, and it really wasn't fun. I was just saying that just for this. Anyway. <laughs> All right. It's yeah. So like for me on the East Coast, it's 10, 18. And really, because it's daylight savings time, it's actually like oh. 11, 18. So, um, well, we, we probably should have talked about daylight savings uh, or way earlier because no one's going to hear our thoughts about it now. Well, so. I'm just learning about it in real time. No. <laughs> so uh, anyway, well, we should probably call it a day. I don't uh, do you think I don't know. Like, are we going to? Are we going to be able to record between now and next Sunday? Next Sunday is fine, yeah. 
I'm gonna when be. You, I thought you were I, leaving in two weeks. It's in two weeks, yeah. But I, I'm, you know what? Maybe I don't know if you were into. Well, well, we can talk about it afterwards. But um, maybe we can do something like after, or maybe we could do something in a couple days. Yeah. Like if you're around, pre-record some stuff. Yeah, that might work. Anyway, yeah, guys, some- we'll see you in the next episode. I think we didn't even do any housekeeping. That's fine. Sometimes the house is clean, man. Yeah, they know. <laughs> they know. All right, everyone. Well, this has been Pod About Pod. You can find everything at podaboutpod.com. You can find all of our links, where to listen to us. You're, if you're listening, you already have your favorite place. So, um, Anyway, that's uh, this episode of Pod About Pod. We will see you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.